Hey there, folks. Before we start today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast, I'd just like to remind you guys that you can check out my daily sports column. It's free by going to sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. You can just check out my Twitter to find the link there. Go check out chasethomaspodcast.com. There's a link on that page. Uh, But yeah, go check it out every day. New sports story in your email inbox. Uh, Yeah, go tell a friend, share it out, send it to anyone else you think would uh, like the newsletter. But yes, every single day, go to sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Just Google Sports Renaissance Man, Chase Thomas, whatever you're most comfortable with, go do that. Uh, If you are an Apple Podcast listener, don't forget to leave this show a five-star rating and review. Uh, It's important uh, to help the show continue to grow. And last thing, uh, very quickly, but uh, please email me at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com to uh, get your mailbag question in or any other questions that you might have about the show, about the column, anything like that. Uh, new mailbag columns go up every Friday. Uh, if you have any questions for the weekly shows that you would like us to answer on air, whether it's John Taylor on Wednesdays, Evan Swords on Mondays, the sports reporters on Fridays, uh, make sure to get those questions in and we'll read them on the show or I'll answer your questions in the mailbag on the newsletter. So, Go do that. Uh, again, that's chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, leave the show a five-star rating and review. Follow on Apple Podcasts if you can. Uh, I think that's it. All right. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Hello, and welcome back to the Sunday Night Baseball edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I am still the aforementioned Chase Thomas, and I'm joined, as I am every Sunday night on this very program, by my friend of Locked On Yankees, Stacy Gatsulia. Stacy, good evening. How are you? Good. I'm good. I was laughing earlier because mm-hmm. it was raining really hard again, and I thought maybe we would have some more ASMR in the background, mm. but it's well. I um, I did hear some uh when I was like editing the podcast last week. I did. <laughs> Like, I didn't hear it while we were recording, but I heard it after. So when I was, like, compressing sounds and uh, not to get too granular on the process here, but, like, I was like, oh, there it is. My I, I, my microphone picked up on it, but I, I did not when we were recording. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all calm now. It wasn't thundering. It was just a mm. lot of rain earlier. So, yeah. There you go. It has not done a lot of rain over here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And you know, as as you know, if the weather, whatever the weather is like in New York City, it's usually, um, it usually runs parallel to what's going on in Knoxville. They don't call it the New York of the of the South for nothing, <laughs> Stacy. It is. I mean, you know, as far as you are from us, it is still kind of the same weather pattern. If you guys get rain, we'll get it a little later. You know. We're on that path. Yeah, I'm I'm flirting with disaster, I think, a little bit, Stacey, because I, I like running after after I finish my, my writing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes my running carries on a little bit longer or I have to do some reading and planning and stuff like that before I get into it. So I'm a little bit behind. And then I end up running at like 1 or 2 o'clock because I eat, just eat a meal real quick. And then it's 97 degrees when I'm running. And... I I'm not gonna lie. Um, the girlfriend can't hear this, but I've I've had uh, some. Oh no, th- this is not good. I need to stop, or I very much might have a heat stroke in this. So, um, oh yeah, 
I don't love this. I don't love the feeling. It's getting a little bit too hot. Even for me, it's just a little bit too hot on the track. Even though it's, it is a really, really great feeling to, to run in this and just the, the amount of sweat um, is, is fun. I, I enjoy it as a non-sweater typically. Like running out in this, it's like, oh, that's right. This is what normal people do. Um, I, I enjoy that, but I do think we're reaching the tipping point on in terms of temperature. Yeah. Yeah, things are getting a little uh, crazy. It was cool up here. It's going to be, I think it's going to be 80 tomorrow, which 80, Mm. 75 and 80 is my good point. Once we get to like 82, 83, it's too much for me. I don't like it. Um, I don't mind sweating when I'm exercising, but I don't like sweating when I'm just sitting around. And at that point you start doing that and it's just not fun. No, I'm I'm so ready for fall and winter too. I I very much prefer the fall and the winter. Um, Stacey, what, uh, what's new with you since last Sunday? Anything new? Anything new with the, the cats? Anything new on the Degrassi front? Uh, what's what's going on? Um, well, my YouTube channel is up for mm-hmm. Block Yankees, and they put a few of my post-game videos up, which is pretty funny. Um, and I have... I got up to 30 subscribers. I mean, it's mostly friends, but it's still... I'm up to 30, so I'm very excited. How did that go? Well, I haven't really done it yet. I just told everyone that the page is up, but I haven't done a podcast yet because I got to get things set up. Um, I think I really need a good webcam because uh, laptop cameras are not great. Um, Mm -hmm. I can sometimes make myself look okay with my ring light, but I really want a better camera. And I think I need to get one of those teeny webcams that you could put on top of your laptop and I don't have to do it right away. They're giving me a couple of weeks of leeway so I can test things out and practice. So I'm hoping maybe by my birthday, my birthday is August 26th. So I'm hoping before my birthday that my video podcast will be going up. Mm, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in that, in that zone yet. I don't know. More power to you, Stacey. I I'm, I'm terrified of entering that arena. Oh, I am too, but <laughs> doing it because it'll be more money. That's, that's a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I went to school for this, so why not? Why not put my skills to use finally 25 years later? I mean, it might as well. Where did you go to undergrad? I went to the State University of New York at Oswego. Mm. And the reason I went was because Steve Levy and Linda Cohn both went to Oswego. Is that really why? Yeah. Linda Cohn was class of 81 and Steve Levy was class of 87. And in the 90s, you didn't get better than Sports Center on ESPN. And that's what I wanted to do. That's and really I, cool. I, I, I wonder if a lot of people did that. Were all your classmates just there because of those two? Uh, well, I think I was probably the only girl who wanted to do sports stuff. Hmm. Um, but I did news updates on the radio station, which included news. I made sure I uh, it's sports. I included sports scores in my news breaks that I did. I, I actually I think I led with those because I wanted to do those more than anything. Um, but I didn't do TV. I did radio because, uh, at the time my lazy eye was not surgically repaired and I wouldn't have looked good on camera with my eye wandering off to the left. So I figured, okay, let's do radio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, 
And now my surgically repaired lazy eye is wandering again and now going on video. So it'll be fun. It'll be great. I'll just have to angle my head a certain way so people don't notice that my eye is going all over the place. <laughs> You'll be okay. You'll be okay. <laughs> it will be all fine. Um, what will not be fine if you're a Chicago Cubs fan is that uh, your team's going to be quite bad for a while. <sighs> I mean, wow. I didn't expect them to get rid of all three guys. I really mm. didn't. I didn't think it would be that big of a teardown. And in such short time, they won the World Series five years ago. That whole team was blown up. Unbelievable. We've talked about this too on this podcast of just like the nature of a market like Chicago doing this full on teardown and blowing it up. And I mean, they did do something of the same ilk uh, when Theo first got there, right? And he created this great core and drafted really well and it won him a world series but um they didn't contend enough and it was it was ultimately on the rickets for not doing everything it can to maximize that window and them just getting happy with and and complacent with winning the world series and just like okay we're done now and now they're going to be starting over and jed hoyer i think has been itching and they've they've not hidden the fact that they preferred to do this anyway um I mean, the holes were a lot better than what they got for Darvish. But it was interesting because I'm thinking about, like, when we're looking at the winners and losers of the trade deadline, Stacey, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, I don't I don't know. The Cubs are just a really hard one to peg because I think they're the fans are losers here because yeah. Chicago's fans are great and they're going to be in for a bad product for the next several years. And we've just okayed a major market with a crazy fan base with all this stuff to just be like, mm, we're done for, for a while, and that's that. Um, on the flip side, they did get pretty healthy return and did right by Chris Bryant by putting him in San Francisco, putting Rizzo in New York. I mean, Baez in New York. I, I think they sent people where they gave them gave them just the best chance of winning a, a ring this year, so I think that is that was nice but um ultimately would you like we're going to be doing the winners and losers of the MLB trade deadline on tonight's show and i think we just have to start with the cubs cuz like i guess the nationals a little bit but i still think the cubs ultimately are going to be what we remember most about this deadline and trading the core pieces that we that uh, that you alluded to but like would you classify them as a winner right now like is that is it a winner for chicago to do this full on teardown midseason Hmm. I don't know if we'll know if they're a winner for a while. Mm-hmm. Fans certainly don't feel that way. I feel so bad for them too, because I, I have a lot of Chicago fan followers for some reason on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a bunch of them and my goodness, just seeing them reacting to this because they knew it was coming. But as I said, I didn't think that they were going to get rid of everyone. I thought they would keep at least one of them behind. And I was kind of surprised that everyone went. I mean, Kimbrell went to the White Sox. There's another one who has a chance to do something again because the yeah. White Sox in the AL Central. I think the fans would consider them losers. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of baseball and what can happen in the future, it might it might be a winning thing. They just won't see it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like the results aren't going to be there for a while, but this could set up another. It won't be for a while, but it could set up another maybe by 2026. They might <laughs> maybe it'll be an every 10 year thing for the Cubs now, which is they just like, I don't know. 
we just okayed that like them just being like yeah we're just gonna be bad for five years right well right and it's so hard like we cannot yada yada what theo did there like he built this incredible core he tried to really well like i make the oklahoma city comparison a little bit where it's like sam presti is trying to do the exact same thing he did um 10 years ago now when he drafted Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. And he drafted super well. He drafted three future Hall of Famers. Like, that's incredible. The idea that he's going to pull this off twice is just... I, I don't buy into that line of thinking. And okay, he's in a different market than Chicago, but like, you expecting, or I guess fans expecting Hoyer to be able to pull off what Theo did... Is silly. The the tried and true method, if you're in a big market like that, is what New York does. Is what I mean, honestly, just keep the guys that Theo built and just keep ban just adding band-aids and then hoping things go your way. Like do the Dodgers thing. Just keep adding, just keep adding, keep adding. Like even I don't know, the the Padres have really gone for it and they're gonna see what happens. But I don't know. I just I don't think this is going to be one of those great things because i am concerned about where the cubs are headed and this is just a big bank on being able to redo one of the best rebuilds in our lifetimes right well yeah then again it's not theo doing it this time Theo seems to be the magic piece there that always makes this sort of thing happen um yeah yeah i mean it could be a disaster could be Mm -hmm. The Cubs don't have anything happen for decades. <laughs> you know, who knows? <laughs> that was their life before. Like, my great-grandmother was a diehard Cubs fan. I went to a Cubs game with her at Wrigley when I was six, five years old uh, with my dad and my great-grandmother. And it was, she just only experienced a loser. She unfortunately wasn't uh, wasn't around when they broke the curse. But, like, that that was their, their life. That, that was it. And to pun on that and to just say, Hey, we got a ring. We can, we can do this again. I don't know. I also just think you should lean into the fact that you're a major market and be like, you know, you know what we're going to do instead? We're going to develop. Well, we're also going to keep our guys that we do develop well. And we're going to pay people because we're the Chicago Cubs. Like we're going to pay Chris Bryant. We're going to pay Anthony Rizzo. We're going to pay you Darvish. Like we're just going to keep our guys. That's what we're going to do. And they're operating like the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I I just, I don't know. It's just kind of sad. And I feel bad for this fan base because they will never get a real answer from the Ricketts family on this. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. I just, I wish they would open the books. Just open the books. Explain to me. Like, show me where you do not have the money to lock up Chris Bryant long term. Just show me. Like, why, why does this not make sense? Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think they're a winner in the sense that they did right by their core guys, right? Like, I think that's the bare minimum is right. all three of those guys have a chance to to win a World Series title this year. I mean, you got one of the three. Are, are you excited about the early returns of uh, Rizzo in New York? Uh, yeah, because... He looks like a Yankee, right? Like, he immediately puts on the uniform and everything. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this he looks like an absolute uh, Yankee. Do you know how nice it is to see someone, a lefty, hitting a ball 450 feet? Mm-hmm. It felt so odd when he'd hit that first home run. I thought, wow, it's been a while since I've seen something like this. This is pretty cool. Freddie Freeman's been in my life a long time, so I've been, I've, I've grown used to it, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
left-handed first baseman. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Jason Giambi's back. This is great. <laughs> You know, um, he had a good weekend. Mm. Two home runs. He had uh, a big hit. Was that today? Uh, today felt like three days long. Yes, it was today. Um, him and Judge went back to back with singles and they scored runs in the latter innings because uh, Al- Alcantara was holding them down for seven innings. And then they went to the bullpen and then they were able to get to the bullpen and Rizzo, you know, contributed. And it was, uh, yeah, he really does look like he should have been a Yankee. <laughs> He totally fits in. He just does. It just looks normal. Some guys they put on a uniform like Javier Baez just looks like a Met. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know, from maybe like from above the logo up when they're wearing the blue pinstripes, it kind of looks like he's still wearing a Cubs uniform. So mm. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, well, let's get into the Yankees. Your team, they were active. We were wondering which way they were going to go last week. Mm-hmm. We could see either way. Are you happy outside of Rizzo? With what Cashman did, do you think? Oh are, yeah, are you leaning more towards they can figure all this out and they can they can win a World Series this year now? Well, I don't know about that, but I know that they definitely can make it to the playoffs now because they've been playing well. Their last, I can't remember the exact number. Um, was it sixteen and four in their last twenty? And if it weren't for those three blown games against the Astros. And the two games against the Red Sox, that record would be a lot better. So adding these guys, adding Rizzo, adding Gallo, adding Holmes from the Pirates, who has stepped in and done pretty well in his relief appearances. They got Andrew Heaney, which was kind of a questionable move, but, you know, you never know what the Yankees can get out of him. Um, They didn't give up a lot. They got money from the teams that they traded with, which is really funny when you think about it. The Yankees were able to get money from these teams. (laughs) In these trades, the the poor cash-strapped Yankees. Um, <laughs> Cashman did. I'm, you know, I think he heard me bad-mouthing him last week, and I he did this despite me. So, uh, you know, good for you, Brian Cashman. I'm I'm happy with this. Thank you for proving me wrong. How are the Yankees fans feeling about it? Like, is when you're when you're recording these, when you're you're interacting with fans, are they are they happy with the moves? Oh, because it's funny, like the Joey Gallo thing, everyone was, his name had been floating around a mm-hmm. while. Yankees, and, you know, people were just thinking, oh, my God, Joey Gallo hitting balls into the short porch. This is going to be awesome. Uh, we'll get to see tomorrow how that goes because they're starting a series against the Orioles. And the Rizzo thing was just so shocking. Gallo wasn't because he was tied to the Yankees and people were kind of not expecting it, but they were hoping for it. So when it happened... We all thought, okay, well, that all right, that's that's not shocking. But the Rizzo one, we were like, what? Because everyone thought Luke Voigt was going to be traded away. Because once you get Rizzo to play third, third first, why would you keep Luke Voigt around? And this weekend, they played Stanton in the field. He didn't break himself, so he showed that he can actually play in the field. So this actually gives them a little more flexibility now because... They could put him in the outfield, not have to put Brett Gardner out there and put his old man bat out there, although he did get a hit today. Um, they can put Voight at DH if they need to from mm-hmm. you know coming back from injury. So they have a lot more options now with these guys there. And this is really big for them. Just adding those two lefties in the lineup makes that lineup a lot deeper and a lot scarier and a lot – it's mixed now. You can do righty-lefty, righty-lefty instead of – 
bunching all the righties together because that's what it was before they got just those two guys. Were you surprised they kept Voight past the deadline? Because he was, he was popping up in there. Yeah, I, I kind of was. But then, you know, I mean, he's injured and maybe teams were like, nah. And, you know, it might be where they don't bring him back for next season. But who knows what's going to happen with Rizzo because he also could not come back next season as well. So that'll be something to look out for. But I, I like the depth that the Yankees have now. And they didn't give up big name prospects. There were a few in there that I was a little disappointed about, but mainly because of the names like Jansen Junk was traded. And that was one of my favorite minor league <laughs> names. I saw it. And Ezekiel Duran I was mad about because, you know, Duran Duran references all day. Mm. And that's gone now. I can't do that anymore. Uh, but yeah, again, all this in there. Yeah, again, you know, Cashman, not only not giving up big prospects, but also getting money back from Texas and Chicago is just so amusing to me. I don't know how he pulled that off, but he did. Well, let me ask you, because on the the flip side, you mentioned a couple of those names, the fun names, but are you at all concerned about anyone who is going out in any of these deals? Are you feeling like, if you had to guess for any of the fans um, listening where uh, those teams like the Cubs, like you said, um, the Rangers, um, this, that, and the other, who would you bet on most likely of this group to 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 flourish i think park is mm. gonna he went to the pirates um it was one of those instances where they didn't really have a place to play him mm-hmm. you know they brought him up he i think he appeared in a game but he didn't start in a game and he was going to be stuck behind all those players and it's i know yankee fans were actually very disappointed that he was traded to the pirates but this is good for him. He will get playing time with them. And he was doing pretty well down in Scranton. And I think that he, he has a better opportunity to make it to the majors and stick with the pirates than he would with the Yankees because there's just too many people in front of him. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. And the pirates are just going to give him every, every opportunity to, to thrive in there. Um, winner. You're not going to believe this, Stacy. I think a winner we have to go ahead and put in there is that the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> would would you say so? No, why would you say that? <laughs> My goodness. I mean, I was terrified because, you know, there, we were talking about it before we started recording, but it was a crazy trade deadline. And there were so many rumors swirling around where guys were going. You know, Chris Bryant was linked to the Rays. He was linked to the Red Sox. Um, Kimbrell was linked to the Rays and the Red Sox. And I was so afraid that some of these guys were going to go to those two teams and I was going to be really pissed off. And I know that at one point there was a rumor that Scherzer may be going to the Padres. And then it was Dodgers along with Trey Turner. And I was just like, whoa, this is wet. That's a big move for the Dodgers. They're definitely like, we're sick of the Giants being in front of us, so we're going to do something about this. And they just made that race so much more interesting by putting Scherzer in there. I mean, good for them. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what the that's what a front-running team is supposed to do. Make a splash like that. I mean, Max Scherzer, sure he's older, but he's Max Scherzer, and you're adding him to that team. It's just amazing. Danny Duffy too. I mean, no, right. I just, what do you even say? And it's also just, this was a double whammy for the Dodgers um, with the rest of the NOS because they pulled Scherzer from the pods. Like the pods are losers now. Like Adam Frazier's nice, but they didn't get a starter. Like I think they didn't do nearly enough to stay 
neck and neck with the Dodgers. Like, I think this is just like one of those things where you're like, oh man, mm-hmm. this is not what you needed to do, Preller. You did not need to end up with Hudson, Marisnik, and Frazier at the deadline. You you needed another arm, and did. <laughs> he didn't they... get him. <laughs> that was disappointing. I just, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, are you concerned at all about Scherzer or Turner or Duffy in Los Angeles? Are, are we just uh, penciling them in? All great, all just going to be awesome. Like, is there, is this just like one of those things now where we we should never think and that the Dodgers are just walking through? Like, the, they're just getting through the NL. Like, I don't even know how they don't get through the NL at this point. Right. Yeah. I um I mean I still think you know the Giants are going to give them a run for their money. I think that that's going to be a neck and neck thing. I don't see them pulling away too much, either team pulling away too much. Um but with what they got at the trade deadline, you know, just making the playoffs and making it through the playoffs is what they need to do and what they can do with what they added. Um you know, they're looking to repeat and they did everything they needed to do to try and do that. And, you know, it's up to the players to perform. But, you know, looking at them, you've got to think that they're heavily favored to at least get into the NLCS at this point. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are interesting because Chris Bryant, obviously, home run of the weekend. I think Bryant, Baez, and Rizzo all home run in their first game, right? He did. That's amazing. That's incredible. Um, yeah. But he, he also fits in naturally in that Giants lineup. But, you know, the Giants lineup, just or the, the pitching staff, rather, has just been built uh, through Bannister, through Andrew Bailey, through this elite pitching staff coach. Like, there's just, there's so many dudes there where you're like, okay, I don't know how this is working, but it's working. And I don't know. I think the Giants did what they should have done. They added a big bat. And I guess my thing is they didn't have to give up a crazy amount to bring in Bryant. But I also just feel more like he's out of there, right? Like, I it would be very surprised if Chris Bryant stays in San Francisco long-term, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, no, it's going to be one of those, you know, he helps them get to the playoffs, helps them do whatever they're doing in the playoffs, and then he goes somewhere else sort of thing. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, the Phillies, I think, it, it brings me no no joy to report, Stacy, that the Phillies are losers at this trade deadline, I think. Yeah. What do they even do? <laughs> well, that's that? not a good start if you're trying to win the trade end line. You don't want people to wonder. They added Kyle Gibson. Oh, right. Freddie Galvis. Galvis, right. That's right. Okay. And Ian Kennedy. Oh, they're the ones that got Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Ian Kennedy, man. Can't believe he's still playing. Unbelievable. He's still going. He's still going. He beat out uh, Bill Hughes, Jabba Chamberlain. Yeah. Will he beat out Tyler Clippard? That's the that's the that's the end all be all. Is Kenny outlast Clippard? <laughs> I think so. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just Gibson is just like one of those. There, John Taylor. He's on every Wednesday. He he loves dunking the Phillies and what they're doing. But like, I don't know, man. Like, they have the one of the worst defenses in baseball. I think they're sixth in Babip. Uh, for defenses and like John Segura and um, Didi Gregorius are not exactly Freddie Galvis and Jose Iglesias from two years ago in Cincinnati in them right. field. Like you just look at it and you're like, this is just a bad defense. Reese Hoskins should be a DH. Alec Boehm should not be a third baseman. Um, nothing really makes sense there. Um, it's a good MLB the show team. And then 
you know, they're right there because the Mets are only up four games in the Braves, and I think they're three or four up on the Phils, and Phils are right there. And if they had taken a bigger swing, then Kyle Gibson and, like, Ian Kennedy is not going to fix that bullpen, just this awful bullpen. Um, I'm surprised they didn't go harder at Kimbrell or guys like that, but, you know, Freddie Galvis, I guess, helps a little. Like, he will get some spot starts. Like, all he does is empty calorie power hits, but he is still one of the better defenders and field defenders. And it'll be nice to have him in the lineup whenever they need him. But I don't know. It was a weird, weird Dombrowski trade deadline. Cause I don't think this really helped them. And you know, now the Braves are, are right there with the Mets because the Braves, I think, think they're winners, right? I would say so. I would say so. I mean, the, you know, the, it's funny cause the Mets, you know, getting Baez was a big deal, but I still don't think they did enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like they needed to do more to be bigger winners, if that makes sense, especially with the news of, I mean, I, the news about DeGrom came out after that he had another setback, but I don't know if they sort of knew that was going to happen and still didn't do anything at the deadline pitching wise. I don't know. I, I It's kind of, they're sort of winners, but sort of not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, that's the case with a couple of other teams, right? Like, Tyler Glass now, gone for the year. He's having Tommy John. Um, Padres placed Tatis and Paddock on the 10-day IL. And guess what? Guess who got reinstated at the same time? Corey Seager for the Dodgers. It's just like injuries are just, they're a very, very difficult, annoying thing. Um, the Braves, though, they optioned Arcia, Sean Newcomb. Uh, I mean, just a delightful Sunday. I don't... I don't want anyone to lose their job, Stacey. But Sean Newcomb not being on my team is just a very important thing for, for my mental health. I'm, I'm good there forever. Um, they trade for Richard Rodriguez, closer for Pirates, who's been solid. Um, there is a really good fangrass piece about whether or not his numbers are real uh, right now with his uh, diminishing uh, K rate and uh, just what he's getting swings and misses on and getting some luck and pop outs and stuff like that. But He's under team control for three more years. Uh, just another important bullpen cog. And you can actually flip him and Will Smith and close a role. You can be like, okay, lefties, we need, we're going to throw him in, righties, whatever. Jorge Soler, you got, because um, I don't know if you knew this or not, Adam, you get Eddie Rosario and Adam Duvall, along with Jack Peterson. Stacey, they were, I mean, Al- <laughs> Abraham Amante and Guillermo Heredia, like, God bless them. But, um, the bottom half of this Braves lineup is just, or I should say was just painful. Like as a Yankees fan, I know you don't have to deal with this very often, but when you, the, the depression after Austin Riley hits every night was, was stretching me thin. Stacey. <laughs> like it was, it was stretching me thin to know that it was Albies, Peterson, Freeman, Riley, end of story. That was it. Yep. Like we don't need to watch the rest of these, these guys with that. There's still a Kavon Smith, a catcher there's still all kinds of all kinds of weirdness going on in this bottom half of the Braves lineup but you know uh, dance we did have a grand summer of the weekend but anyway I'm, I'm rambling because I'm like getting out all my Braves thoughts all at once uh but I think this was a positive and they did right by the fans by adding a bunch of pieces to beef up this lineup can't win a world series would have rather them acquire another starter but you know all things considered I think this sent the right message do you think that they can give the Mets a run for their money going down the stretch? Yes. 
I don't think the Mets want to win this division. It's uh, it's amusing to me. <laughs> Only because the Yankees are now better than the Mets record-wise, but mm. they're still six and a half games out because they're in the better division, and the Mets are leading their division. And it's just funny to me because um, this always seems to happen. The Mets fans dog on the Yankees, make fun of the Yankees, and then the Mets start playing like crap, and that's what's been happening <laughs> recently. They never learn. They just never learn. It's just funny. Um, I know when not to trash talk because, I mean, you know, who knows what the hell's going to happen with the Yankees, but they just never learn their lesson. And I would like for, I don't want a total repeat of 2007, although that would be highly amusing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be funnier if they lost the division sooner than the last game of the regular season. <laughs> because if they do, they're not getting the wild card because there are other teams that are way better than them in the other divisions. <laughs> I mean, the NL West is pretty much like it's going to be. No, if you lose the, if you don't win the division in the NL East, you're not making the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I don't know. The Mets, well, let's get into the Mets. Would you still say they did enough to be considered a winner with with Williams and Baez? Hmm. I, I mean, it helps, Baez helps the offense, but a little bit, but they're still not really doing much. Um, <laughs> He's you an know, ostensible help, right? Like, if he's what he was two years ago, yes. Mm-hmm. He's a maybe. He's a wild card. I don't know. I feel like they... I feel like... Who, wait, someone else was linked to them, though. Who did they... Oh, was it Berrios? I th- who, who was it that they were... That they turned down because the asking price was too much and Met fans were having a hissy fit? Was it I him? I don't remember. Maybe it was Berrios? And then he went to the Blue Jays. Yes. And Met fans were like, what are you doing? Get another pitcher. What's the matter with you? Because who knows what's going on with DeGrom. Syndergaard's still working his way back. You know, Stroman, Taiwan, like they're they're good, but they're questionable. Like you don't know what you're going to get every time out from these guys. And not having DeGrom, that's a big loss in the uh, rotation. And I feel like they should have done something else. They should have had an extra move. I mean, the Baez move kind of makes them a winner, but they could have been even bigger winners, and they weren't. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's kind of how I look at the Blue Jays. Mm. I feel bad for them. It's partly your team's fault that I feel bad for the Blue Jays. Like, Barrios is a great kid. They're trying. <laughs> they have a really fun superstar young kid, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They're going for it. They really want a wild card spot. I just don't know if they're going to get it, Stacy. <laughs> I still don't think this is enough. I feel bad. They're active. They're trying. They're trying. Well, I feel like a lot of Blue Jays fans were at the point where they would have been thrilled if the Blue Jays made the playoffs this year, but they always had it in the back of their minds that it was possible that they wouldn't just because the AL East is so tough. So I think them making the playoffs this year would have been an added bonus. But I think that Blue Jays fans are really looking to the future and seeing next year as a possibility where this year would be a bonus. Um, but I like the Barrios move. I'm kind of shocked that um, he went to the Blue Jays, but I think that's a good move for them because you could always use, they could always use pitching. Mm-hmm. They acquired 
Joaquim Soria of the Diamondbacks, who is still pitching, reportedly. That man has been pitching for my entire adult life. (laughs) It's just not good. Um, But, hey, shout out to the Blue Jays for trying. I like when teams try, and they're back in Toronto now, which is cool. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pencil in, Stacey, the Mm -hmm. Colorado Rockies as a loser. Oh, my God. Can we call them the biggest loser? (laughs) I just, it's really hard to be the most decrepit bullshit organization they're so in your sport and that they have run away with this crown trevor story quit this week folks he was like i i need a day (laughs) (laughs) i need a day away from this franchise and uh they were like okay we understand we're awful We, we we get it come back when you're ready trevor story he was one of those guys that was, you know, two months before the trade deadline, there were stories written about him being traded. And then he's the one guy that isn't traded. All these other guys go places and he is stuck there. I I just cannot believe he's still there. I mean, he's gone. Like his contract's up after the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shout out to the Rockies for getting absolutely nothing for him um, before he walks. And not even just him. They could have gotten other guys they could have gotten stuff for other guys i don't understand i mean you trade away nolan arenado to the cardinals and but you know during the offseason and then don't even do anything at the trade deadline what are you doing mm-hmm. matter with you they're none just, of these want to play for you anymore just trade them this is offensive the way they're operating and also the braves what are you doing get in on jeremy marquez like what are we doing like go ahead and add him what the one John Gray? Yes. All three of those guys should have been dealt. Or at least two of them should have been dealt. But none of them? What are they doing? They're not the most competent organization right now, Stacey. No, they really aren't. But it got bad so fast. Like, they've always had a bad owner. But, like, this has just gotten to the point where, like, I I just I don't know how Manfred doesn't step in here and be like, hey. What, what's going on? And then you're like, well, how would Manfred fix anything? I don't think you, to solve questions in baseball, I don't think you you insert Commissioner Manfred on many occasions, <laughs> Stacy. That would not be my step one. And then step two, question mark, step three, profit method mm. to to fixing any kind of situation. What do you think? Would you would you would you ask Rob Manfred to to help out here? No, but I don't trust him to do anything. Yeah. I don't know. The Rockies, these fans, it's just, I I can't even, there's some organizations where you can talk yourself into it. Like the Orioles are fun. They won a series with Washington last weekend for the first time in 11 years. Um, They're keeping Mullins, keeping Means, keeping Mancini, getting a beefed up farm system. Like there's reasons for optimism in Baltimore. I could, I could outline that. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for optimism in Colorado. Like, you shouldn't go to the games, shouldn't watch. It's just bad. Like, there's no path out of this anytime soon, right. um, which is really, really sad because it's a beautiful park and a beautiful area, and those fans deserve better. But I just I, I don't know how you spin the Rockies out of this. I, I have to say, um, Locked On did a live trade deadline show, and mm. the host of Locked On Rockies was on, and he was just like, I... I I can't even, he's like, I can't even believe that they're not doing anything. He was just, 
beside himself. He's like, why am I even, why would I even bother watching right. the rest of the season? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at. Like, that's, that's what, and that just sucks. That's when you know your franchise is rock bottom and you're like, what good does it do for me to keep emotionally investing and keep watching this team? Right. There's yeah, no I mean, path. It's the same thing as the Cubs right now after they tore everything down. But this is a different thing. I mean, the Cubs did what they did with the hopes of rebuilding. Mm-hmm. The Rock sat there on their hands, not doing anything. Like, what are you doing? Why aren't you? Like, you see all these other teams making moves and, you know, not having to give up a lot to get guys. And I, I just, I don't understand. It's not good, Stacy. No. <laughs> um, the last team I want to touch on tonight. Your, I want to get your. Let's see if you can do this, Stacy. This is going to show a lot of maturity on your part. The Boston <laughs> Red Sox. <laughs> do you like what they did? The deadline. Winner, well, loser. Your did, your non biased opinion. Well, they didn't really do as much as I thought they were going to do. Mm-hmm. I really, you know, the race I said didn't it, really. Yeah, I, I was afraid that they were going to get Kimbrel. I was afraid they were going to get. Um, Bryant, they got Kyle Schwarber. He's still hurt, right? I think he's coming back from mm-hmm. whatever ailment was. I think that Boston's mindset is that Chris Sale's coming back, and that's basically like getting a trade acquisition. It's like you're getting a new player because he hasn't played in a while because he had Tommy John, and he's working his way back. And I feel like they think that he will help boost the team, and they didn't have to make a big move. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know. That might bite them in the butt because they're playing well above where they're supposed to be playing and they might fall back down to earth even with the addition of Chris Sale. It's already starting to happen a little bit. Um, but we'll see. It's it, It'll be intriguing to watch how that team responds the next two months heading into the playoffs because, you know, they just fell out of first playing head-to-head against the Rays. And... As I said, I I was expecting them to do more and they didn't. I'm relieved that they didn't do more from a Yankees fan perspective. I'm shocked the Yankees did as much as they did. Um, But yeah, I was was thinking nightmare scenario (laughs) of them getting Kimbrel and Bryant from (laughs) the Cubs. That was, I was like, oh no, that's definitely going to happen. They're going to get Kimbrel back and it's going to be ugly. And that didn't happen. I mean, Schwarber, you know, he's going to be hitting bombs in Fenway when he gets healthy. And I'm sure he'll be hitting bombs in Yankee Stadium when he gets healthy against the Yankees. That'll be annoying to watch. But, yeah, no, I, I was expecting them to do more. They just don't really want to upgrade all the way at the first base spot, right? I think they enjoy having the Mitch Morelands, the, the Kyle Schwarbers <laughs> in that spot, right? Like, they don't want to overdo it. Right. I don't but know. Like they're playing above where they're supposed to be playing and they might fall back down to earth and it might be scary for them because they, I don't know, it just doesn't seem sustainable, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like it doesn't matter what happens to the Rays. They're always going to be up there no matter what. I mean, they lost Tyler Glass now and they're now leading in the American League East just that team is unbelievable and they're doing it without ever spending money and i feel like other teams try to emulate that but they can't because they don't have the same personnel they don't have the same front office and that's kind of a problem and i feel like these other teams think that they can do the same thing and they can't yeah 
So who do you believe in more down the stretch here? Who are you? Who do you believe in more outside of the Yankees? Do you believe in the Rays more or the Red Sox? If you had to guess, who wins the AL East Rays. after this? The Rays. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because they're I don't know. They're just they're always there. They're always there and always annoying. The Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> they're always there. That should be their mascot. <laughs> their motto. Yeah. <laughs> the Rays. They're always there. Um. All right, Stacy. Well, that is all I've got this evening. Is there anything we, uh, I mean, there is. So what, um, what should we check out from you this week um, on the writing front, on the Lockdown Yankees front? Uh, what would you like to plug as we wrap up here tonight? Uh, just, you know, Lockdown Yankees have a lot to talk about because the Yankees actually swept a series. <laughs> That's a miracle. And um, they're starting a series with the pesky Orioles. We'll see how that, hap- you know, turns out. And, um, you know, see how Rizzo and Gallo do in home pinstripes this week. Mm. They get the home fan. Well, I shouldn't say that because there are a lot of Yankee fans in, in the Marlins ballpark this weekend. So they heard a lot of cheers while they were uh, up at bat. But it'll be a different experience for them wearing the pinstripes at home in Yankee Stadium. And that'll be fun for me to cover and talk about on Lockdown Yankees, I have to say. I'm looking forward to it. Well. Keep up the great work, Stacy. I appreciate you making the time as usual. Thank you so much. Uh, we can follow you at Stace Scotts, and uh, we will talk next Sunday night. Yes. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.